0: Welcome to the latest episode of my podcast, In Conversation with Nikki Aiken. Today, we are looking at the City of London, particularly, and how central London is coping with the easing of lockdown. Um, and today, I'm delighted to be joined by Ruth Dodson, who is from Cheapside Business Improvement District to uh Tainan from uh, the Barbican Art Centre, and Gareth Banner, who is uh, from the NED in the poultry in the heart of the city where we are recording this podcast. So we are here to talk about what has happened with the COVID-19 crisis to the hospitality industry, to the arts, and also to office workers. I did a similar podcast recently for the theatres, uh, and we were able to, from that, really generate an understanding of how difficult it seems for theatre and culture So today we are looking at the city. Can I ask you, Nick, and, and also Gareth, have you reopened, and if so, how are you finding reopening after lockdown, Nick?
1: Well, it's been incredibly painful to be shut all this time, uh, because what we exist for is to serve audiences and entertain them. So, we are very gradually reopening and carefully reopening in line with all the health guidance. So the Barbican, uh, really fortunately, has all the arts under one roof. We have music, theatre, art gallery. So what we are able to reopen is our art gallery, because for that we can have timed tickets, social distancing, one line of people going through, and we've also opened as a free offer to the local public our wonderful green conservatory at the top of the Vatican, uh, which is such a unique space and really underused uh, generally. So both of those have been very popular in the past week. We've had over 5,000 people through those 2 spaces, yes. So we're really happy with the way it's gone. Gareth,
0: um, obviously we're in your your establishment, the NED. I remember, part of it, How have you found the challenges
1: of lockdown for your business? Well, I, I agree with Nick, and it's been been hugely challenging for us. Um, we built this place to be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So actually, there was a, a mammoth task in trying to work out how to close it down. Actually, um, but I'm glad to say that's now behind us. We opened on the 4th of July, which you know, the soonest possible day that we could resume trading. And um, clearly. You refer to scale of the Ned, and it has multiple restaurants, you know, ten in total, and bedrooms, and all sorts of services, and spas and events. I mean, we've we've had to take a measured view as to what what is commercially viable to open initially, uh, and it's been sort of a, a gradual and phased approach. So we have three restaurants open at the moment. Um, bedrooms uh, are available to be booked, although there's really a limited amount of demand just at the moment um for so that particularly with, you know, in, no inbound business, particularly coming to the UK, with various quarantine measures, um and, and the time of year where people tend to head out, head out to the UK further afield. Um and, and I'm, whilst I'm delighted we're open, um and we've seen improvement almost week on week, it's still early days and, and, you know, being in the heart of the sort of bank junction, for want of a better expression, you know, we're, we're very mindful that there are, we are reliant on the huge numbers of people, the hundreds of thousands of people who pass through Bank Station, or indeed work in the immediate proximity, and, and they're just not here yet. So, thank goodness we've got members, and thank goodness we've got some other loyal fans, if you like, but there's a long way to go.
0: And Nick, who are you finding is coming to visit the Barbican at the moment? Is it domestic? And obviously it's not video overseas, is it?
1: No, but it's an interesting combination of local communities, i.e. people who can walk or bike, Uh, And that is something we have deliberately marketed to. And even places that have reopened, like Tower Bridge, for instance, have been marketing to their local communities rather than their normal tourist market. But it's also been our loyal followers who are using it as an opportunity to try public transport for the first time. And just experiment with coming at that time of day. We don't open till 11. So it's it's a, a really useful period of the day when people can use public transport if they want to. So it's, no, it's a, a really great mixture at the moment. And I think the challenge is going to be exactly, uh, as you say, how are people going to come back into the city? Is the office worker going to return to the office or are they going to stay working at home? What's the way forward on that?
0: That's a very good point to bring in, uh, Booth. Obviously you are a business improvement district. You have many members who are obviously hospitality, but also office based. What are your members telling you about return to work? So it's quite an interesting, um, set of feedback that we've had and that it's really mixed. So we've got, uh, we've done some polling. So about 60 to 80% of businesses are saying that they plan to return September onwards. But when they do return, it will be very much in a phased way, so probably looking at about 30% of their workforce coming back in to the city. Uh, A very mixed bag, uh, a lot coming back in September through to December, and then some of those other big large corporates not planning on coming back until January of next year. Um, And the biggest barrier has been using the public transport system to get them back into the centre of the city. So for us, it's an enormous issue for CheapSide because for those of you that are familiar with CheapSide will know that over a decade ago, CheapSide went through a huge rejuvenation. And the whole purpose of that was really to open up the City of London, the Square Mile, as if you retail, leisure, cultural experience. And we've spent a long time convincing retailers and the hospitality sector that this is the place to invest and the place to be, and that interdependency with the workforce. So for us, we really need to get those workers back to ensure that a lot of those businesses that are here now who are open and trying to trade to stay the, the offer that they, they've obviously built here over that last 10 years here in. Gareth, um, obviously you rely on many of uh, the workers that Ruth's talking about. What more can the Mayor of London, the Government, local authorities at like the Corporation of London, what can they do to support your business as well as Nick's and the hospitality and cultural sectors in, in general in the city to, to reopen and to get those people back?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And I think, um, you know, there's two parts, this, isn't there? There's how do we protect our profitability or, or reduce our losses, probably is a better, better description right now. Um, and the second part is how do we market London or, or city specifically, in my case? As somewhere that people should be returning to, and it's such a handsome part of London, and you know it, you have it to yourself at the moment. And was a marketing piece, but but more than that, you know, whilst there's been a number of measures that the Chancellor has announced, and and I think there's been some really good work done to, to put in a breakneck speed, really, a scheme that allows jobs to, um, to be supported and reduce number of redundancies. I think. That you know, some sort of extension to a, a furlough scheme by industry sector needs to be considered. I appreciate that it has to be a one-size-fits-all for now, but we, we can't get away from the fact that there are some industries, particularly hospitality and, and, and some of the some of the attractions and, and theatres might be, that are suffering and will continue to suffer for for a longer period than maybe others. And I think we've we've got to identify. It, it can't be a one-size-fits-all. Nick,
0: anything else to add to that?
1: Um, Yes, because I think there is an interesting question as to the various things that have happened during this period, some of which may turn out to be quite long-lasting. And of course, top of the list for everybody here is home working. Is home working going to become more embedded so that actually firms don't want 100% of their staff back ever? they may have a different 50% on a rolling basis and so on. So that could have quite a major effect both on the hospitality and on businesses and the sort of animation of cheap tide that you're talking about. I think we're looking at the beginning of next year, and of course we're looking at what success there is with a vaccine and whether the social distancing rules can be relaxed. Because without the social distancing rules being relaxed, I think it's very difficult for hospitality. It's almost impossible for theatres and big concert halls to operate. So I think what we can say at the moment is that we're moving forward optimistically, but gradually. And a lot of people are losing a lot of money in the process.
0: Uh, Ruth, what would you like the government to offer, if anything further, or the mayor, and, and some sort of marketing campaign to get people back, and I also guess a comms campaign to Make it clear that the tube and train buses are safe to use? Yeah, definitely. The first, the first thing for us is absolutely the transport infrastructure. So we know that um, there's 9 million people living in London, there's 9.5 million in the home counties. Uh, a huge proportion of those coming to the centre aren't using it at the moment. Only 16% are using the train network at the moment. And in terms of London transport, it's at about 39%. So it's still really being underutilised. I've been using the tube. I feel it's perfectly safe using it. Um, and I think that TfL has done a great job in putting all the right measures in place to mitigate any risks and provide a safe, travel environment. It's just not being communicated. And it needs to be. We've spent months telling people not to use it. So you're saying it's a mindset now that people have got themselves into, and we now need to change that, it needs to be reversed. So I think they really need to dial up the narrative on the safe use of public transport. We've got the summer, we've got all the families that we could get in over the summer, and then it's then getting back into that that September September way of working once the children go back to really try and get those office workers back in. But the first and foremost is absolutely the transport. Then the second point I would make is very much for the retail and hospitality sector. And I think you mentioned it earlier, Nikki, is those with the RLV values of 51,000 pounds or greater have really missed out on a lot of the benefits and government support schemes that have been in place. We've had so many businesses within our business improvement district asking us to really lobby to support them because of the rates in London being so much higher they feel that they've been disproportionately disadvantaged as a result of that. So finally, Gareth, if you had one message to people out there listening to the podcast, what was your message about coming back into the city and coming to the net?
1: I'd love to say try it. I I feel very confident that we've put all the Measures that you would expect at an establishment like ours in place. Like anyone that has turned up, i spent a lot of time talking to people who've been in, and they've said it's been really nice to get out, and, and actually we realise now what we've missed. Um, and, and I feel very confident that you could turn up, and, and as Ruth's point, you know, using, the, using the public transport, you could come for a day trip, um, and I think you could have, or, or an overnight stay, I hate some two hours, we do have some veterans. but I think you could have a really good day out, and I think people just need to break the mould, to us have been really quite emotional uh, about the joy of being out and about again and having things to go to. So I totally agree. Our message is we want to build public confidence that we are doing all the right things to make this as rewarding and as enjoyable an experience as it possibly can be. And, and you're right, you know, the city of London is a square mile with something of interest in every square inch. Mm-hmm. It is a wonderful place to to explore. We're seeing some good leadership from the Lord Mayor of London, yeah. who is out and about and making himself visible. Uh, and I think my other message would have to be to government to please get the really excellent investment package for the arts sorted before furlough comes to an end, because otherwise people will be very badly caught. But I think the picture is one of growing optimism.
0: Great. Well, that's a lovely way to end this podcast. Thank you, three of you, for spending the time here today. And I will promise you that I will continue to lobby the government for further help for uh, the furlough scheme in particular, but also working with the government and the mayor of London and local authorities to ensure that we do get the message out that it is now time to come back into London, enjoy what us Londoners don't always get to experience which is a very much quieter capital and enjoy the hospitality, enjoy the culture, enjoy the retail. I came here today on the tube and felt incredibly safe. The tube I really believe is safe. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank, Thank you. you.